I'm just going to start praying. Yes, thank you, God, that you brought us here. Thank you for Josh. Thank you for Stefan. Um, and thank you for the ability to commune with each other and just be present with you, God. I pray that every single thing we say is of you, of your words, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. What up, Stefan? What's up, Bailey? Thanks for having me in your awesome studio, dude. Super proud of you. This, th- this place is awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. You are have been an amazing influence in my life. Um, for people that don't know, you actually disciple me now, which it's more casual than it sounds with the whole yeah. putting the discipleship l- label on it. But I think it's good for people to you know, see what that's like and, you know, demystify the dis- what discipleship is and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, discipleship can look a lot of, a lot of different ways. You can have, uh, somebody that, that is just showing you the basics in Jesus, You're going through the scriptures, they're, they're kind of proving and teasing out the gospel and like helping explain things to you and really teaching those foundations. And then you have somebody that's like a mentor that's kind of maybe a few steps ahead of you in in a certain area. Mm. And, you know, you're just kind of sharing life together and some advice and just looking out for each other, which I feel like a lot, that's a lot of what we do in our conversations. And then there's like, you know, uh, an element of fathering. There's, Mm. you know, sometimes we need that uh, older person to speak identity into us, to speak life into us and to kind of be, uh, maybe fill some, some deeper emotional needs and kind of like, help us process some, some harder things with the Lord. Mm. So, you know, it can look a lot of different ways. Yeah. And I want to jump into like how you run a tech company and what your podcast is about and how, you know, that's really amazing. But I wanted to touch on something real fast while we're on the discipleship kind of train is we've been walking through Sam first Samuel. And one of the biggest things that we discovered through seeing Samuel's life and Eli's life before him, that there's like a big difference between like anointing and like mission in life and purpose. And then like how great of a person you are, like how well you live life and how like you steward your power, you know, and we define that word as of power as like the ability to enact change on the like world around you yeah and um so do you want to like touch on that a little bit i think that would be fascinating absolutely i mean uh the whole of first samuel is just an awesome picture of how your anointing and and god giving you the ability to do something accomplish something in the world is uh, mutually exclusive from your character and your uh i'd say discipleship uh under jesus Mm. and so you know and especially in the Western world, we, there's a lot of pressure to perform and to become somebody and to be an influencer and to have mm. a following and to have accolades and be seen uh, to impact the world around you. And, you know, First Samuel, we look and we see the story of several men that deeply impacted the world, some for good and some not for good. Mm. And we see that like the power that God gives someone is oftentimes like funneled and filtered through their strength of character. And so, you know, I just, 
I love getting to sit with God and just ask him, say, God, is my heart looking right today? Mm. You know, I may have this going for me or that going for me, but am I like following you at a heart level? Is my heart Mm. lined up with your heart? Because if not, I'm going to hurt people. Mm. The power that you entrust me with, if my heart is not right, if my character is not in line with your character, if I'm not living by the spirit, if I'm not abiding in the vine, I'm going to hurt people with Mm. my power because I'm going to act foolishly or ignorant or selfish. Yeah. And and that, and that like lesson seemed to come from you to me at just the right time in in my life. And so like, my question is like, how have you like merged that with, you know, your day to day of being a CEO of a business and running a tech company? Like, what does that look like? Taking these biblical truths and just applying them to how you steward it in actual. Yeah. Yeah. So to set some context for everybody listening and watching, I run a, uh, an app development company, but it's a, it's not your traditional like custom code type of business. We actually specialize in rapid app development with low code and no code tools. And so that means we're working with all sorts of different businesses to take the leading low code and no code technology out there and help them build solutions that they couldn't otherwise afford to do in custom code or wouldn't make sense financially or strategically Mm. or fit their timeline. And so we get to basically find the coolest tech out there to build faster, more effective solutions and then equip businesses with them. So it's a lot of fun. We get to learn a lot. Um, And so I've got, you know, it's a fairly small company right now. It's a team of five guys total. Um, And, you know, it feels a lot like a family. I grew up with three brothers, so it's almost like, just reliving my childhood and you love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, with the whole world being in quarantine right now, I had to go get something. For, I had to write a check. So I had to go to the office and mail a check and I went in and it was just empty. And I'm like, Oh man, my heart just hurt mm. because I love getting to do life with people. I love getting to be shoulder to shoulder, you know, be in people's business, like trust them with my stuff and them trust me with their stuff and we take care of each other and we honor one another. And when we sin against one another or offend each other, we talk it out and we repent and we forgive. And, you know, we just do, do the business together, whether it's messy or not, you know, we, we push through it and we try to keep Jesus at the center. Um, That's so enriching too, man. Like just hearing that is like, who gets to do that? Dude, it is <laughs> such a gift. It's such a gift. I, uh, cause when I found some of this technology, I was, I started freelancing and I realized there was a little bit of potential there, but for years I had been asking God, God, just give me like a really good business idea so that I can do business with my friends. I see them all in areas where it's like, eh, they're not really enjoying life or I, I just see something better for all of us. Mm. And I want to go deeper in relationship. You know, the church, uh, brotherhood and sisterhood in Christ is deeper than just saying hi on Sunday or showing up to a small group and encouraging somebody like I wanted to tribe. Yeah. I wanted to get in closer to where we actually hurt each other's feelings and offended each other and and got to really know our character difference, our personality Mm. differences and find out if honoring God and honoring one another turns out to be 
effective in the marketplace. And, you know, what does that look like uh, when we do that? What's the impact on the world? Mm. Explain that. I would love to hear your point of view on that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say it's early in the experiment. You yeah. know, we're in about four years now. And which to some people, that's like a good chunk of their whole life. Yeah. I you mean, know, like how much changes <laughs> from freshman year of college to when you graduate. Totally. And so you say, oh, that's a tiny little I mean, We just started. It's like, wait, but then what is <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess it depends on what your context is you know if you're living semester to semester a couple of years is a long time and i remember you know being a freshman in college and thinking i'm going pre-med and i'm like i can't see the end of the tunnel and mm. it's three years away you know I, it was just too far for me and now i look out three four years and i'm like nah, i really shouldn't plan for like anything you know uh major to happen in that three or four years. I need to start planning more than 10, 15 years. It's just kind of a weird thing that happens that when you graduate, yeah, you know, you get, if you get married, all of a sudden you wake up the day after you're married and you're like, wow, I'm going to be with this person until one of us dies. Mm. That's a long time, yeah. isn't it? Not semesters for that one. So that blew my mind when, when I got married as a senior in college. Um, but yeah, so getting, getting us back on track here. When, you know, a couple years into it, I've had the pleasure of working with my childhood best friend, one of my college best friends. Um, and today I don't work together with either one of them. Mm. And so like, it was awesome for us to, to have that time together. And it was really hard to run into the walls of like, Hey guys, we're not making any money or we're not making enough money or you have a life pivot, you have a life pivot and we're going to, we're going to, you know, choose what's best for one another. And mm. I feel like everything went down honorably between us. And I think we fought for that. Um, but you know, that was, we, we put ourselves out there and we said, Hey, we're going to give it a try. But what I can say is uh, one of my, friends and business partners he's not currently working with us but to this day he says dude that was the best job i've ever had it was the least money he ever made <laughs> it was like the most chaos but we were running after the 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 dream of god speak about mm. our business and open doors and we're going to follow you and whatever happens like we're going to trust you when things get difficult, we're going to go to the word. You mm -hmm. say, you're going to provide for us. Do not be anxious. Okay. We're all going to, as a business, be super transparent, press in together, pray and, and fast and do what Jesus says to do and see what happens. And there have been difficult things, but more than anything, I think we've all seen a little bit of glory mm. and tasted something that was like otherworldly, you know, like. I'm not going to get that in any other business experience mm. and, or I haven't had that in any previous business experience. And so I do feel like pressing into it, God has shown us his goodness in a, in a flavor in a, in a, uh, a way that I had not experienced before. And it's totally marked me. Dude, that's incredible. Um, I, I was just like, as you're talking, I'm, I'm curious of like, 
in terms of your personal development, in what way have you seen your heart be transformed over these last four years? Yeah, great, great question. Because you're the, you know, you're the top dog, you know, like of your, you know, and I, I'm sure you steward it different than saying it like that, but like, and, and you're the boss, you're, you, and yeah. you're working with people that you love and care about, and I'm sure it's been a process of learning to give that to God and and still lead, you know, and yeah. kind of lead your your men in the battle, but also like, hey, you know, outside of the office, we're you know, or in the office, we're still hanging around playing Super Smash Bros. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we do that, yes, uh, probably too much. Um, one thing I'm super passionate about for anybody that is in the workplace right now, if you have a job, um, or you're like, you're putting your hand to the plow, you're doing anything significant with your time, you're in school, you're whatever, you're doing something in life. God is using it to disciple you. Hmm. Time is not wasted when we go out and do the things he's told us to do work, have relationships and, you know, take care of the world Mm. when we're doing those three things like he is discipling us through our circumstances and so i've been extremely eager uh when i was first getting into this of experiencing that like god i want to submit to your discipleship process Mm. if that looks like things not working out for a season and, you know, having no money, living from check to check and, you know, just praying that the bills go through and watching you provide, then that's it. Like that's the discipleship season that I'm in. I'm not going to receive that as I'm failing. Mm. I'm going to receive that as discipleship because I'm getting the opportunity to be under pressure, real pressure, and actually put my faith to action and believe God's word and watch him manifest his power. And I feel like I've gotten to do that. I've been in that, that crunch or the crucible, you know, there's like scriptures talking about the crucible where, you know, you, you put silver in this thing and you put it in a fire and it just heats it up and melts it down. Like, I feel like there's been several, you know, big times in the business where we've been in the crucible and we've been like, five paychecks behind for four or five people and every day showing up and saying, guys, look, if you want to go somewhere else, you can, you need to take care of your families. Does anybody, is anybody personally in need right now? How can we take care of one another? Mm. What do we have to do to be good to one another? Okay. Nobody's in need today. That's crazy. Cause we're five paychecks behind. How is that working out? Nobody knows. Mm but nobody's wanting to leave. We're all wanting to continue to press in and support one another and wait for God to show up. And then like two days later, deal close, deal close, deal close, deal close, check in the mail. We're like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) God's providing. And at the end of the year, uh, like we have noticed that the summer times is like kind of a a, a valley time in our business cycle. Mm -hmm. And we'll be, you know, sometimes negative 10, negative 15 grand on the balance sheet. And we're like, 
we're not going to make it out of this. And then the end of the year comes around and we're $0. Like we, we broke even or we're profiting. And it's just crazy to like get in those low times and then press in to the Lord and press in and believe, resist anxiety, resist fear, repent when my temper gets short and I get frustrated with my guys because they're not working as hard as I think they should. And, you know, I'm like, I'm projecting my anxiety onto them and expecting, you know, them to work harder to provide for my needs. Mm. And when really that's my own insecurity in the Lord's provision, when they're being responsible, you know? So I feel like that type of character development, getting in a tough position and either choosing to a run to anxiety and control and try to like force a situation or to rest, relinquish control and trust God. Hmm. Like, I think those have been the main discipleship mechanisms that have been at place in the last few years that have really kind of shaped my heart. Um, so really thankful for those things. Dude, that's, I don't even know what to say to that, but I have another question. Uh, <laughs> you know, we talked about this yesterday, but like right now in this time period where we're working from home or we don't have a job and we got a lot of extra time on our hands because all extracurriculars are you know, put in the recycling bin for now. Yeah. People are thinking about starting businesses. People mm-hmm. are um, praying about it or they got inspiration or ideas. What got you to just say, okay, God, I trust you here. And I feel like this is what you're saying. I've, I've seen the things line up. Let me take a leap quit my job and go and do this. Like, yeah. What did that look like? At first I had to like believe that God was interested in my job Mm. and what I did with my time or what I did to make money and provide like the first person in the Bible who is anointed with the Holy spirit was not a like spiritual leader. Mm. It was a guy named Bezalel. So this is when Moses gets the uh, blueprints for the temple on earth and the, the tabernacle tent of meeting and all the things that are supposed to be in there. Everything's made of gold, has jewels on it. Like it's not like you just go set up a four by four box and this is super <laughs> ornate, crazy stuff. And it says the spirit of God came upon a craftsman named Bezalel who was like skilled in making things in gold and precious stones and weaving all sorts of things and fabrics. The guy was a craftsman and a skilled person who was already full of excellence. Mm. But then the spirit of God came on top of his natural gifting, his natural like uh, spirit of excellence and like just being uh, a high quality person and he is anointed to produce the things that are uh, mirror images. And they're telling a story of what God's dwelling place is like in heaven and what like the kingdom of heaven is like the, the depths of narrative and story that are in the, the temple are, are more than just, you know, they're not just objects to like be an interesting place. It's telling a deeper story. It's showing mm. the character of, and nature and glory of who God is. And that was the first person to get 
baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so like God, I had to believe and I encourage you believe and know and search it out that God is interested in empowering people with supernatural power in the workplace. Hmm. Because if we don't believe that you're limiting your, you, you have, you look around and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to do that so that I can make money and live nice. Right. Or, you know, so I can make money and be a good person, give it away. Those aren't bad things, but there's more. Hmm. And so when I started believing that there was more and that God was in the business of giving his power to people who could handle it or who wanted to go there, I was like, sign me up. Yeah. I like making things. I'm creative. I like to put my hand to the plow and, and do something. Um, I didn't really like feel a calling to ministry particularly, but you know, every time I would have a good time with Jesus, I'd get like three business ideas. And I'm like, man, I just need to do yeah. one of these things. So I highly encourage you pick one idea that's inexpensive that you can do with no investment and just do it. Yeah. Try it for six months, for three months. Just go for it. Yeah, sometimes when I'd be in worship, I would like just find my mind wandering to like these different ideas because that's how I am all the time, just having ideas. And I, at first I would like, condemn myself for it. I'm like, you're not focusing on God. You know, yeah. you're not doing this. And then there came a point where I, God just spoke to me like, dude, I want to explore those with you. Like we can do it during worship. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, you know, focus on me, but let's, let's look at these things together. There's a reason these things are coming out right now as you're yeah. in this, you know, spiritual meditation, this state of like just sitting in the presence of God. There's a reason your mind is like this. I made you this way. Yeah. So how do we access that purity of heart more? How do we get mm. into this place of like, this is who we are. We know this. We got our identity. Now, let me just like relinquish that to God. God, use me how you made me to be. Like, I want to fulfill that purpose because we talked about like you can be saved and still kind of miss the point. Like, how do we access that? Like, what is the what does that look like? Bro, it's probably a hard question. Great question. <laughs> Difficult to answer. Too many answers yeah. for that question. You know, I think for the person that would identify themselves as entrepreneurial or like somebody that's like, man, I just want to, I want to go out and try something. I'm, I want to be that pioneer. I want to get on something early. You don't have to like necessarily be the key entrepreneur saying, I want to be involved with something like that. I want to support others that are doing that. I want to be involved in some kind of way, put my skills to use. You know, if, if you would say that's who I am, I would encourage you. One, talk to people that have done it before, particularly uh, people of faith. If, if that's, uh, you know, if you're in a community or in a church, go find somebody that's done it before and just ask them questions. Mm. Just, just get, to, just pick their brain on what it was like to start a business. Um, you're going to tap into a wealth of knowledge. That's just a, uh, an easy way to start and kind of the whole reason why, why, 
we're even recording a podcast uh, about Jesus and the business world is because people don't know what it looks like. Mm. You have to have an imagination, a vision, uh, an idea of what God can do so that you can ask him to do it again with you in your life, in your context. And so going to, mm. to somebody in your spiritual community that has done that before is a great way to get a context of like, oh, well, that's what it looks like a little bit when God empowers somebody to do, to do that. That's kind of what that journey might look like. And it'll, it'll uh, open your mind to what the next steps might look like for you or to recognize an open door when it comes. Mm-hmm. Um, so step two would be if you have some crazy friends or you, you just have an idea that you want to try, find the cheapest way to do it and just go after it try to to make money go to market with this idea put it together build the thing and just try it and pray into it say god help me do this and then keep stepping through the open door as it comes be persistent you know if you come across a little resistance don't give up keep pressing in keep giving it uh you know a good effort and it's going to open other doors even if that first thing doesn't succeed i promise you it's going to kick off a chain of events. You're going to build a network of relationships. Other doors are going to open and you just keep mm. moving forward and pressing in, asking God right. the whole time, God, how, what does it look like to partner with you with this desire mm. in my heart, this gift you put inside of me? Yeah. I want to grow this. I want to develop it. And I want to do it in partnership with you and for your glory. I want to encounter mm. you in it. You know, And maybe you don't even know how to be led by God in that way yet. You yeah. know, I remember first starting the mindless millennials podcast i was 19 you know barely had any hair on my chin you know like (laughs) still barely do you know (laughs) and uh but to think about that in success or failure terms it was a fantastic magnificent success yeah it wasn't millions of subscribers millions of followers success but there was a couple of things that happened. For one, saw significant fruit of touching people's lives and them sending me a message saying, I needed to hear that. Yeah. The second part was I didn't see direct, like, vast amounts of, like, cash in my bank account. But the doors and the opportunities that were opened and that I went down and, like, tried and, and saw led me to here today and... I would argue to say that I'm in the Lord's will today. Yeah. And I wasn't exactly back then, you know, but he was, like you said, discipling me through those experiences. And I think the biggest thing to know about that is like, you can be discipled, but if you're not willing to listen and to learn from the person discipling you, you're going to not get anything out of it. You're not (laughs) going to grow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's, that's a huge thing. I love how you looked at it and said, this is a success, not because I made money, not because I had an incredible amount of subscribers, which is like the typical number one and number two definitions of success in in the world's terms. But you, you chose to look at it through the lens of what value was added here, what experience was gained, uh, because that's, that's really what value is. 
it's really painful to always look at your life as having to have the next thing that you do be this quintessential success. Mm. Uh, I mean, I think we define it wrong probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even in, in the, the time span, the context of success, God is, has purposes and assignments in your life that extend far beyond your twenties, extend far beyond your thirties and your forties and your fifties and your sixties and your seventies. Like there are, he's interested in lifelong discipleship impact and uh, ultimately inheritance that you leave behind to the generations that you will father and mother and foster um, and so the, the character and the little things that you learn in every experience will snowball into something that is like, you know, we see the apostle Paul later in life and he's like, look, I, I, I did it. I preached the gospel literally to the known world. Yeah. He didn't do that in five years. You know, he was old by the mm. time that was, he was old. He was worn out. It like. Uh, worn down physically, not uh, spiritually or emotionally worn out, but like he, he played the long game. And so when we don't like pin our identity on the success of the next thing, mm. we can play the long game and trust that God is interested in developing us for the long game. Mm. And so that may look really different, but every step is going to be a discipleship step. Mm. Yeah, I was talking to with Josh about this last night, and we get so caught up on the output. And if you're like a programmer, you think of things in inputs and outputs, and you know that you only control the input, and the input determines the output. But in life, you know, the inputs don't always equal the the output exactly the way we think they're going to be. Yeah. But like we get so focused on controlling the outputs when really what we do and put into it and how much time we spend receiving from God and like pouring into other people and, and working on our hearts and, and getting, you know, spiritually stronger, physically well and, and mentally healthy. Like that's what we control. And that's yeah. what will ultimately, you know, that's ultimately what God wants to do. He won't give you the output because he needs you to focus on the input. He needs you to receive what he's trying to do in you so that the what's in you can go out of you eventually. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And like you, you were going there and I'm just going to push it all the way there. <laughs> what happens in this life, whether it's a worldly success or failure by the end of our days, doesn't matter. It's when we stand before Jesus at, at the last day and his eyes that see everything and know everything divide us soul and spirit and see it, our whole life is like mm. the fire of the, the pure fire of God is touching our life. And that which is gold, silver, and precious stones is going to survive and become more beautiful. And that which was wood, hay, and stubble is going to pass away. And we're going to feel that pain of loss on that day. Like we're living for eternity. If we are born again, if we are in Christ, we know that this age as it is, this present evil age is not the end and it's not the most important. Like Jesus says, Hey, you're anxious about money. Tell you what, 
don't be, and instead give it away to the poor. Sell your possessions and store up treasure for yourself in heaven where moth and rust can't destroy. Make a money bag for yourself that won't grow old. And when we receive every step in life as a discipleship step, that is leading unto that eternal fruit, that eternal inheritance where we're picking up on that that relationship, walking step in step with Christ through our life, through the challenges, through the successes, through the slow times, through the fast times. And we are storing up for ourselves like equity and relationship mm. for the day when we meet him face to face. Dude, whenever you said the eyes that see everything and divide like bone and marrow, like divide the heart from it, it instantly filled me with like a slight like, whoa, that's like I see. But then like just such all this love, just all this mm-hmm. like like gratefulness that I am who I am, that he made me who I am, that he guided me in the way he did and that he will continue to guide me until I'm blameless before that day. And that promise itself is like so amazing because it's like how sweet are our hearts actually? Like how sweet of a person are we? Like we look back when we were a kid, like were we the like kid that like, cried too much you know because he got his feelings hurt a lot you know are we the person that like knew that there was inherent injustice you know are we that person now that looks at the kid with no friends and we're like i i just i need to say something to you you know it's it's like i think that is going to be the thing that is going to be so valuable in the age to come like that is going to be the gym is yeah. just this, do you actually love people? It's not, do you do things for people? It's not, but how do you see people? Like when you look at someone, are you just filled with like, wow, that person is amazing. Like, or like, oh, I'm so empathetic for that person. Like, I think that's what matters when we're dull to that human experience. We're missing life. Yeah, man, that's, that's deep stuff. And I do agree. I think when we, when that day comes, I think we will be absolutely shocked and taken aback by the things that mattered to Jesus. Mm. The moments in our life that mattered to Jesus, I think we're going to be shocked. Mm. When we responded in that situation with that person's kid in, in HEB, like that was the most meaningful thing in the whole month in terms of how God saw our life. You know, I don't, I don't know what those times are, yeah. but like I, I do, I do think that, and I know God sees everything differently. You know, we get about our agenda. We get about building the church. We get about, you know, doing what we think is good. Like the disciples, they're like, Hey, we've got this thing figured out. We need Jesus to like preach at this place and this place and heal these sick people. He's talking to kids, kids, yeah. kids get out of here. He's got to heal the sick. He's got to <laughs> go do things. And Jesus is like, whoa, 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 whoa. You guys just missed it. Hmm. Unless you become like one of these kids, you can't inherit the kingdom of God. And everybody's like, everything I thought I knew, I just now I don't know anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of instances like that around Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like the, the whole time. Yeah. I think this would be a good place to kind of wrap this up. Uh, 
and a good question to kind of end on is it, with all this being said, you know, it's like, wow, but how, like, how do I do that? And I've been wanting to ask this question for most of the podcast is like, do we forget how important fighting in the spirit is mm. with these things? Do we forget how important intercession is and how to actually builds real strongholds how it actually builds real defenses and how it actually destroys the dark demonic strongholds that are present right now because jesus has not yet come to destroy them like do we value that enough in business in life more specifically in business and tech and all that stuff but do we value it uh no <laughs> answer is no <laughs> but bro let's take some action you want to you want to close this out with some prayer time let's do just it let us just pray and and uh just heap some blessing on those that are looking to start that thing or they're in the midst of their first idea why don't why don't you do it come you, on bro let's guess. do it let's, well we could both do it jesus thank you that you are full of creativity Lord, that for the first several days of creation, you were just building, setting up physics and setting up biology and setting up the, the, the cosmos or you're creative, you're an engineer, you're compassionate, you're a psychologist. Everything that inspires us in terms of creativity and fascinates us educationally lord it's because you put it in us it's the thumbprint of the creator and i just honor that and i just pray lord for those that are uh struggling with a lie that the only way i can please god is if i you know become a missionary or do some sort of spiritual uh job mm. father thank you that in the, even the most mundane things, Lord, we are encountering you. We are, our lives are a living sacrifice of fragrance, rising up to heaven. God, I ask for grace and strength, Lord, for those that are stepping out into that first idea and believing and, and trying to move their passions forward, move their skill sets forward and put them to action in, in good use in this world. God, I just ask for a, a wind of encouragement for them. God, I just pray for dreams of new ideas of new opportunities. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen them in that place of prayer. Like Bailey was saying, Lord, that they would pray and ask and just plead for that open door mm. and just win it in heaven and see it manifest on the earth. God, I just ask for breakthrough for each one of them. Lord, Lord, I pray for favor and open doors, relationships, networks to, to just be set up and them to be brought in. Lord, I pray for godly mentorship to be set up. I pray for uh, in each one of these young people's lives, Lord, that you would just highlight somebody that they can ask for advice, somebody that they can go to and um, ask to speak into them and just receive from that person's uh, wealth of experience. Lord, bless them. Wake up their gifting. Wake up their creativity. Stir them. Anoint them with the Holy Spirit like Bezalel, God. Give them grace to walk that discipleship relationship with you, Jesus. Yeah, God, I just pray that you remind us of these things daily in our own lives, that we just 
you direct our hearts so we're blameless before you god that we are nothing special lord that we um are empowered by your spirit that you have anointed us um to walk according to the um the calling in which we've been called lord so i pray that we just fall deeper into your arms that we use this time of pandemic to actually connect with you lord jesus yes, god. that we just see you as a tangible person who deeply desires us the satisfier of our hearts yes, that god. we just trust you more that you are returning you are coming to save us god yes, so we jesus. put all our hope into you that we count you as trustworthy that you are a faithful man that you are a faithful person yes god and you made everything for good that you are coordinating and stirring and using your people to bring light to the earth lord and set the tone for your return god so i pray for stefan i pray for josh i pray for every single person listening that there will be a deep reverence for you that we will just see that you are the point of life there's like uh, we just we're in our toil we we don't know what we're doing but the more we connect with you the more we align with your purpose god in jesus name amen amen all righty brother bro thanks for having me it was awesome (laughs) dude yes love you man love you too